I was hoping they'd announce a new Donkey Kong game this summer, so I could actually enjoy it before having boring adult responsibilities, like shitting in a potty. Hello, and welcome to The Conversation. I'm Heil Russell. I'm David Thomas Lynch. David, welcome back to the show. It's been a while since you've been in the co-host chair. Are you... Well, like are some you... people, I decided to wait until I was fully vaccinated before returning to the studio. <laughs> yeah, you, you had nothing but everyone's health in mind. Uh, are you excited to discuss Mario Golf again on The Conversation? Yes, uh, since last time I've made great progress, I've unlocked Mario. In the uh, in the N sixty four original, you mean you've you finally oh, yes uh, yes you finally unlocked the titular character in Mario Golf. I'm also well on my way to getting enough birdie badges to unlock Maple, the you know that character that everyone wants. So yeah, I mean I'm I'm we have one more slot in Smash Ultimate. I I have my fingers crossed. Well, maybe like uh, the the smaller the pinky finger. Uh, I I have that crossed for Maple. Uh, Definitely in my top 500 characters I would want to see in, in Super Smash Brothers Ultimate. Never did a spirit for her, so, you know, maybe they're saving. You know, David, you'll actually be back. We, we've really slotted you into a niche. You know, every conversation co-host has kind of a niche. Like, oh, if we're going to discuss this, we should pull out this uh, th- this co-host to, to discuss this. Your niche seems to be... Particular Mario sports titles because you're actually going to be back later this summer to talk about the Olympics. We're we're going to be discussing uh, the, the Mario. Right, I volunteered. And, I yeah. volunteered for that for some reason. Yeah, Mario and Sonic at the Tokyo 2020 Olympics. Yeah, being game based on the 2021 2020 Olympics that are happening in 2021, or maybe they're not happening at all. I don't know. Maybe they're not happening at all. And, and Last that, I heard, that, they're still happening. So, yeah, uh, I, I've heard mixed things, but it sounds like they're they're really pushing for them to happen regardless of, of Japan's vaccination rate. Uh, but, yeah, we're, we're going to be discussing that inevitably, uh, which will be fun considering the real world implications of, of Mario and Sonic and Donkey Kong and friends actually participating at these Olympics. Uh, we, we can discuss how vaccinations went on Donkey Kong Islands, all of that fun stuff. That'll be later in the summer, though. You know, we've actually got uh, a lot to discuss this summer on The Conversation. This is our first episode back after our E3 wrap-up, but we're, we're going to get over the hump of not having that announced Donkey Kong game to talk about yet. Uh, and some of our upcoming topics here on the conversation this summer include Sea of Thieves, A Pirate's Life. We'll, we'll give it our first impressions of the Pirates of the Caribbean crossover, but we're also going to get me chatting about all five Pirates of the Caribbean movies that I binged in a week. Oh my God. Um, so I, I'll be doing like a conversation mini with Jeff about the Pirates of the Caribbean movies. Um, we're going to go back and discuss Ukulele and Impossible Lair a bit more, as well as our long overdue literary analysis about Ukulele and the Crackle Stone. And yes, I will finally be going in-depth about Mario plus Rabbids Kingdom Battle and much more. 
So stick with us all summer long on the conversation. We will beat both the heat and the lack of Donkey Kong news together. And by the way, David, and everybody listening, I I do want to apologize if I'm off my game a little bit for this episode. Uh, So this is real. Uh, This isn't a bit. This isn't a a comedy bit. I've been suffering from full-blown insomnia since the Sunday after E3. I I just, I I fall asleep, and then I wake up about an hour uh, into my sleep, something slightest noise outside will wake me up and I can't get back to sleep. And uh, I I took a Benadryl, uh, you know, a little allergy tab uh, two nights ago. And and then that actually knocked me out. And I had my first like full night of rest in a a long time. Um, I call it popping a Benny whenever I I need to do that. But uh, last night, uh, per the advice of DK Vine forum, moderator uh and frequent conversation co-host i am gibbon uh, i reduced my melatonin intake at, to five milligrams and i i did sleep better uh, without the benadryl last night but as a result had terrible nightmares all night long so i'm still sleep deprived and also i had this horrid nightmare and this is real i, I had this nightmare about a movie trailer um about about a movie about a movie trailer uh so it, it was like this horror movie about this movie trailer that when you watch the movie trailer about your worst nightmares coming to life and and like hunting you down and killing you so whatever you're afraid of most manifests in reality and and finds you and kills you the the movie is about this movie trailer and the movie trailer in the movie also haunts people. It, it's a really convoluted dream. But anyway, uh, like, for example, in, in the dream, like, there was this elderly woman who was afraid of the Bride of Frankenstein because she's old and that's an old horror movie. And so the Bride of Frankenstein, like, hunted her down and appeared to her on this beach and screamed and and liquefied her bones so she just became this sack of fluid uh and it's like a really graphic image of this old woman becoming just this this like waterbed in in front of me and anyway so in the dream i saw the movie trailer and then my worst nightmare hunted me down and i i'm not making this up this is ironic considering the episode we're about to do but my worst nightmare manifested as mario and and so mario was hunting me down in my nightmare and what ultimately happened was mario cornered me in this basement i i think because he's a plumber and there was all these like pipes and and it, it was like dripping and and so like he he cornered me in this dark basement and he like transfixed me with his gaze. I, I couldn't look away. And then he was controlling my hands and he instructed me to rip the flesh off my face up over my eyeballs. And then he, he came over and he pulled out my right eyeball, just pulled it out. And then he stuck his tongue in my empty eye socket and basically French kissed my, uh, my bleeding, gushing 
wound of an eye. And then I woke up. Uh, but it was morning, thankfully. I slept through the night. But that's that's where my uh, headspace is at right now, David. Well, at least you're getting sleep. <laughs> right. Oh, so yeah, I I, uh, I am completely like um, on edge. Uh, I I still am uh, fatigued and just weary. So uh, I I'm, I'm going to get through this episode. Uh, so we'll we'll see how it goes. Uh, but first, we've actually got a call from someone who we're both familiar with, David, and uh, you're actually more familiar with than I am. And our listeners might be familiar with, especially on the topic of Mario Golf. And no, it's not Nintendo president Shintaro Furukawa, but uh, it's the next, next best thing. So why don't we go ahead and play that call? Oh my gosh. Hello, David and Heil. I'm so excited right now. This is the Mysterious Time Caller, a.k.a. Booker Taylor, a.k.a. Astro Pipsy. You can find me there on Twitter. We, wow, we've finally made it to the next Mario Golf for a big system for the current Nintendo console, the Switch. I still haven't bought Mario Golf Super Rush because I'm not Mr. Moneybags. I'm over here paying for my wedding in August, which, by the way, y'all are invited to. David, come to my bachelor party. Bachelor Bear is hosting it in, in Malibu on the 9th and 10th of July. Be there. First, I do think a Mario Golf for a smartphone would be great. Mario Golf Tour, if you will. Maybe transfer your Superstar Rush character over just like old times. There's actually a chance that my Mario Golf for Game Boy Color character transfer packed over to David's Mario Golf for Nintendo 64. Maybe. There's definitely a huge chance in that, though. I'm sure I also made a How Mario Golf 64, I mean, that's not what it's called, but let's just pretend it's called that for for the second. How Mario Golf for Nintendo 64 should be, which is a set of drawings I used to make as a kid. All, all of these drawings, and David may still have them, but they're called the original is how DKR should be, and then I believe I made how Mario Golf should be. I really want to say Mario, but that's what I used to say when I lived in New Jersey. Now that I live in Los Angeles, it's Mario. David, I want you to tell me something about my childhood I may not remember. You are one of the only ones who can. You have the keys to my childhood memories. You are the controller pack to my childhood memories. What were they? What were they? Meow. Well, okay, so the Game Boy Color games, when you, you can transfer them over to Mario Golf the Nintendo 64, but when you turn the game off, they get erased, so... Unfortunately. Wait, really? Uh, yeah. I mean, you can, like... Yeah, if you level up, you can transfer them back to the Game Boy Color game, but if you want to play this, as them on the N64, you gotta transfer them again. Oh, wow. I guess I've only done it once, <laughs> and... <laughs> And I never turned the game on after that, so I legitimately didn't know that. That's that's uh, that's or maybe weird. you forgot because it was like twenty years ago. Oh, I remember a lot that happened twenty years ago, uh, which we'll get into here. But all right, all right so Astro Pipsy, uh, your childhood friend, wants you to relate uh, uh, something about their childhood that they don't remember. Go. 
Uh, well, I, I told you, I don't remember because you shut off the game and it doesn't save. <laughs> Before we get into Mario Golf, David, I, I do have another question for you. Hmm? Are you excited about the new Space Jam? Nope. Yeah, okay. Uh, <laughs> so, <laughs> personally, uh, I don't get the nostalgia for Space Jam. So... This is going somewhere. Just 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 hold on everyone. To me, Space Jam is the epitome of stupid Hollywood executive groupthink. I I even thought this back in like 1996 when Space Jam was a thing. Uh because to me like it, I can just imagine the boardroom meeting was like, "Hey, like Warner Brothers, right? Wh- whoever's in charge uh, of, of the Looney Tunes brand at Warner Brothers, they're saying, chomping the big cigar, right? They're like, hey, the Looney Tunes, they just aren't hip enough for the children of this, the mid-1990s. How can we appeal to the youth? Uh, I know we'll team them up. We'll team Bugs Bunny up with Michael Jordan. And have them play basketball against evil space aliens. It's the Space Jam. I mean, fuck me, what? Like, it, it, it didn't make any sense to me in 1996. It doesn't make any sense to me in 2021. And I think what happens is because, like, Space Jam was, like, really bad. But, like, it was made in the mid-90s when kids would say bad when they meant good. So maybe <laughs> that's why we're so nostalgic. <laughs> oh, man. We just forgot our our N64 cartridges didn't save the context of the meaning of bad. Uh, so, yeah, I, Space Jam, okay, Space Jam was like a couple of things for me, 1996. But really, it spoke to basketball and basketball's absurd popularity in the mid-1990s. Now, you know, basketball is still popular. Basketball has its audience. And I don't mean to besmirch any of you out there who are big fans of basketball. But as a as a growing youth, as a tween in the mid-1990s, basketball was inescapable. And if you weren't into basketball, you were, like, on the outside looking in. You know, you had the... the uh, I mean, I, I still know the names, right? Michael Jordan, Shaquille O'Neal, Scottie Pippen, uh, Dennis Rodman. Uh, you know, it, it was a sport that was dominated at the time by these outsized personalities. Uh, I had like the video game NBA Jam. Uh, so, you know, yeah. that's that uh, Benny the Bull, Al Gore. Uh <laughs> Yeah, I, I, you know, like not even liking basketball, I did play NBA Jam because all of my friends had NBA Jam because all of my friends loved basketball. And and so, like, I knew everyone. Uh, I, I knew, like, the, the biggest stars. Uh, it, it just permeated every aspect of mid-1990s culture. And, you know, as, as someone who was entering middle school around that time, it made things very awkward for me because part of the reason um, I couldn't get into basketball is I could never get into organized team sports as a spectator or a participant. I I just thought it 
I, I don't know. It, it, it never intrigued me, right? Because there were never consequences. It wasn't like some grand narrative that I could sink my teeth into. Because anybody who oh. has followed DK Vine. You're forced to use motion controls all the time. You can't just press a button and fill a meter. Right. Uh, but I mean, yeah, anybody who's followed DK Vine knows what draws my interest. And that's lore and, and story and world building. That's what really excites me. And And for me, sports... You know, even from the nerdier side of sports, sports, it it would just be, oh, I like sports, but I'm not a jock because I like stats. I, I, I like numbers. And I was never that kind of nerd either. I was I wasn't a math nerd. So really, there is no appeal to me for sports. And it's wrestling because, you know, wrestling has a lot of lore. Yeah, I mean, professional wrestling and, and I, you know, do have a uh, healthy fascination with professional wrestling as a result because it is a purely scripted uh form of athletics but um yeah basketball was just right over my head and literally because you know i i'm not like super tall i'm not super short i am i am like very very average height and you know with basketball height is an advantage and so, you know, as it exploded in popularity in my adolescence and tween years, it was also going through puberty because adolescence and tween years. And so, you know, I don't know how many of you out there are going through puberty or have gone through puberty and remember what it was like. But when when you're going through puberty, you tend to be extremely uncoordinated. I'm in shape these days. I am, I, um, you know... I don't know if I would call myself athletic, but I, you know, I, I'm in shape. And so, you know, I, I feel like now I don't have this concern. But back then, oh, my God, if I had to play a sport, especially a sport that was so heavily pushed on us by fellow students and gym teachers and that required hand-eye coordination and dexterity with my feet, well, it meant it was going to be a disaster. It was going to be a public humiliation, just a recipe to mortify me. And I grew to resent it. I grew to hate basketball because basketball represented all these sniveling, condescending, uh, overly cocky fellow classmates of mine who who had like just unlimited confidence and self-esteem and meanwhile i'm i'm just the awkward guy over in the corner just trying to get through the day and get home and and so basketball and space jam just just i i hated them both mario hoops three on three wasn't out yet but we'll do a spotlight episode on that later i had no context for basketball at the time and and yeah so like r kelly's song his hit single from space jam i i don't i don't i don't care about that and and now r kelly is a creep and now we know he's a creep so i'm like ha i was right fuck you space jam but to show how absurd uh this this basketball obsession was at the time and how out of place i felt i i will never forget this and this is also a true story like mario licking my eye socket in my sleep my history teacher made the entire class watch the live press conference of Michael Jordan's second retirement because, and I quote, he said, it was the most important event that would happen in our lifetimes. 
<laughs> so the entire history class, we had to sit there and watch Michael Jordan's press conference for his second retirement. We watched the whole damn thing. And David, a couple years later during 9-11, the teacher turned the TV off before the towers even collapsed. So that, that shows how like e- this, this skewed perception of what was important came from the top back then. I couldn't win. Ah, whatever. Plane crashed into towers. Nothing. What else could possibly happen, you know? Whatever. It's a plane crash, you know? Plane crashes happen all the time. <laughs> they happen all the time. It's just like Michael Jordan retirements. <laughs> Weirdly, though, and this is where we come to our point, the late 1990s also saw the brief mainstream popularity of another sport that, because of my father, I was more familiar with and comfortable with. And that is golf. Which Michael Jordan also played. Michael Jordan also played golf. Yes. According to that biopic we've been talking about. Space Jam. Yeah. No, Michael Jordan was actually, uh, he he was a frequent golfer. He appeared in a lot of these celebrity golf uh, tournaments, uh, along with Bill Murray, also in Space Jam. But uh, golf really blew up around 1997. Uh, through uh, maybe 1999 or so, that was kind of like the peak era of golf being this mainstream phenomenon that that even kids were into. And, and like kids across all spectrums of, of class and wealth. And it, it, it was this weird thing, like three years where golf was cool. And this was the era that gave us the aforementioned Mario Golf. Now, golf at the time appealed to me on a philosophical level because it didn't require me dancing around a bunch of sweaty teenagers who hated me. And I was outside. I, I you know, there, there was rolling green lawns and, and shimmering ponds of water and sand like the beach almost and more than that it it was something like I said I grew up with and I mentioned this on a podcast before I grew up because of my dad I had various golfing games for the the NES and the SNES and of course as I got older I realized the systemic inequality built into golf uh did you know David this is this is the not so fun fact that the uh, Augusta National Golf Club, where they hold the prestigious Masters tournament, you know the the thing where you get the green jacket if you win the the the, the green jacket like that's that's the biggest prize in golf is a green jacket. It's not a not a big trophy or a, a title belt. That's a green jacket. But uh, it, the the Masters held at Augusta National Golf Club. Well, Augusta National Golf Club wouldn't accept its first black member until 1990 and didn't accept its first female members until 2012. Uh. So golf is fucked up. Uh, so I'm not here saying, oh, well, golf is great. No, no, golf fucking sucks, too. But <laughs> what happened in the late 90s was Tiger Woods came along. And broke down color barriers in the sport, and he briefly made it mainstream and cool. And as a result, uh, the the barriers for playing a sport that had been barricaded by wealthy white men 
Uh, they didn't really break down so much, but they were lower just a bit. And you still had the fancy golf courses hidden behind absurd country clubs. And even, you know, the general population was priced out of the public courses due to exorbitant green fees. But you you also had like free to play public courses springing up around this time because people wanted to play golf. And, you know, you can't go to the country club if you're just a, a regular Joe. So uh, a lot of local municipalities and parks departments had like free to play golf courses, like nine nine hole golf courses in parks spring up. And this is where I would usually play it during this time. So I, I say all this just to kind of set the place for the, the, the cultural brew that the original Mario Golf and the entire series kind of bubbled out of. Because Camelot's first Mario Golf game, Mario Golf for the N64, came out in the summer of 1999. And, you know, maybe it was golf's huge surge in popularity that caused Nintendo to give it the green light. Uh, Camelot had been a studio that had, you know, made golf games in the past. So they had a proven track record and Nintendo was seeing, you know, great results with Mario Kart 64. And then earlier that year, Mario Party. So it, it was like, well, what else can we do with Mario? Uh, we, they, there have been Mario golf games in the past, but Mario Golf was the first time that the Mario Kart formula, at least through things like character selection, was really applied to a sports game. And it not only launched both the Mario Golf and Tennis series under Camelot, but also a whole host of other Mario sports games of varying quality by other studios. Mario Hoops 3 on 3 came like several years later, but... um Mario Kart has always been what any of these games have been chasing, ultimately, in my opinion. Because Mario Mario Kart, uh, there's a certain elegance to the concept that I don't think has ever really been beaten, at least as far as just picking it up and playing it and immediately understanding the concept. Because Mario Kart is a silly race with cartoon weapons and, and slapstick mayhem. And it's something that even your your grandma, who, who's afraid of the Bride of Frankenstein liquefying her bones, it's even something she can understand if she's just picking it up and she's like, oh, okay, it, 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 it's, it's a race and there's banana peels. I get it. That's, this is fun. Um, so, you know, Mario Kart really, like... Miyamoto and crew, they, they nailed it right out of the gate. And sure, you'd say, well, Mario Kart was heavily inspired by things like RC Pro-Am. Point taken. But, you know, all of these games are kind of in Mario Kart shadow to this day. And it, I think part of that is because it's really hard to apply the generalized mayhem of Mario Kart to any other sport. Races are short and easily digestible, and you're essentially just going around in a loop. But other sports are involved. They're they're long affairs with a lot like a lot of built-in notions and and it's hard to really make them silly. It's it's hard to make them appealing to a broad general public who might not even be interested in that sport. So I, I think that's why all of these games have always 
tried and never really caught up to Mario Kart. The closest we've come is probably Mario Tennis because, you know, it, it's Mar- tennis as a sport is fairly short as far as the rounds go. Uh, it's not like basketball or soccer uh, or, or American football where, you know, it, it takes several hours to play. Tennis can, you know, depending on the skill, it, it can be drawn out, but, you know, it's it's relatively, you know, quickly done with. And so you can do more in a confined setting like tennis than you can golf. And while Mario Golf has persisted as a brand and as a series over the past 20 plus years, I would say it's fallen by the wayside quite a bit overshadowed by Mario Tennis as golf's popularity from the heyday of Tiger Woods as a, as a role model and not a, a sex addict or somebody who rolls their car uh, while, while speeding through Los Angeles. Uh, it, it's, it, it's definitely like um, become more of a niche thing. Uh, and of course, yeah, back to the uh, sport that's only played by like old people and presidents and stuff. Right. Wealthy white men. Right. Uh, so Super Rush, and this is, this seems like unbelievable when you stop to think about it, but Super Rush is the first console Mario Golf game since Toadstool Tour for the GameCube in 2003. So like this has been a long time coming. And honestly, I wasn't even sure well, years ago if we would even see it because it seems like Camelot was just on on this terror with making Mario tennis games and like they they contributed to oh god what was it called Mario Sports Superstars Mario Sports, for the Nintendo yeah yeah for the Nintendo 3DS they provided like golf um uh, golf in that uh, tennis was also in that tennis was also in that but you know we also had the the tennis game for the Wii U that that was Objectively, Camelot's only bad game uh, because Nintendo had it rushed out for the holidays. Basically, the uh, first draft of the uh, Mario Tennis, whatever the hell it was called for the Switch. Um, Aces, Aces, yeah. Aces, oh. Yeah, I, I can't remember the Wii U game for the life Ultra of me because everything... Ultra Smash. Ab- Ultra Smash, yeah. Everything, yeah. everything about it is so forgettable. Uh, because they, they pretty much wanted to make Mario Tennis Aces. And then Nintendo was like, oh, hey, the Wii U is dying and we have nothing. We have nothing for the holidays. We need you to release your tennis game. Well, well, we only have like a functioning tennis game. There's nothing special about it. Just release it. We don't care. So they, they, that's why Aces really came first. But can they, can uh, they just release the unfinished version of, uh, Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild? <laughs> Yeah, it's amazing that Nintendo didn't want to do that. Like, why don't why don't you prioritize your the integrity of Mario Tennis over your Legend of Zelda franchise? Come on, Nintendo, what are you thinking? I mean, you you prioritize Mario over Zelda all the time. Why 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 are you doing it here? Um. So anyway, yeah, I mean, there was the uh there there's Mario Golf World Tour for the Nintendo 3DS, and was it 2014? Uh, yeah. Yeah, that that was the last Mario Golf game we've actually gotten. I mean, it's, I mean, I was gonna say, God, it's been since 2014, but then I was like, Oh wait, we also haven't had a new Donkey Kong game since 2014. 
Oh, Mario Sports Superstars was 2017. So yeah, Mario Sports Superstars was like a weird like it's almost like a like a band releasing a new greatest hits. A greatest hits with like one new song. Yeah, horse yeah. racing. Ride the pony, right? Uh, yeah. So I mean, I, I don't really count that. It, it's not really part of the series, although it's kind of related. But yeah, I mean, it, it's. It's been so long and it's, it's been so long. It's been almost 20 years since we've had a Mario Golf console game, which doesn't seem accurate. But I think Toadstool Tour looms so large in especially DK Vine's consciousness because that was the game that introduced Diddy Kong to uh, a non-rare game, his silhouette Mario Kart the 64. the one for which you guys prosthetic golfing fingers prosthetic golfing fingers that's where it came from that that debuted that that debuted his new look his five-fingered and five-toed per hand or foot look and and so that's where we came up with the fan wank that diddy uh got prosthetic golfing fingers in the mushroom kingdom to improve his game and then he was like hey this is great i can swing on the vines better with these i'm i'm gonna keep wearing these if he he had them in donkey kong 64 he could have pulled levers (laughs) <laughs> right exactly that's why only donkey kong could do it because he was the only one with five fingers <laughs> and that is accurate too uh, the, uh does lanky wait does lanky have four fingers i think yeah lanky lanky has four fingers they all have four fingers uh even though lanky should have five because he's a great ape but uh, but that's keeping true i think to the orangutans as established by Mankey Kong. So anyway, um, yeah. So anyway, it's been so long, David. And, and so they announced this earlier this year and I was excited about it. Like, it's funny when they announce something like a new Mario golf or, or a new Mario tennis, I'm, I'm like intellectually excited, but emotionally I'm not that excited because I know I'm going to like it because I, I've liked all but one of Camelot's releases since the original Mario Golf on the N64. And Camelot is one of those studios that I have a lot of respect for and they never really disappoint me except that one time. But it, it's hard to really get excited about it because it's just like, oh, a new Mario Golf. I'm I'm not really jumping up and down over the prospect, but once I get it in my hands and I sit down with it, I'm like, oh yeah, I remember why I like this. And and so it, it's kind of like this slow burn for me where I, I don't really appreciate it until I have it, but it's not something I'm giddy about. So it's it's been out for uh by the time this episode goes live, about a week. Uh so what, what what do you think, David? Now, I know you've been playing the N64 game, trying to unlock Mario. Congratulations, by the way. Yes. But uh, I, I thought we would actually talk about Super Rush. <laughs> and uh, and we'll, we'll go down the various modes, as well as the Donkey Kong representation in the game, and, and, and see how it stacks up. Now, this is just first impressions, so we're not going to go super deep, because I, you know, I haven't seen everything in the game. I haven't unlocked everything. I can't go super deep, but that's what these first impressions are for. They are first impressions. So, the regular golf, just just the, the bread and butter, what Mario Golf is built on. Um, I like... I mean, it, it feels as good as it ever did. Well, for me, it like, took a while to get used to because it doesn't actually like show where you're 
like the uh, where the shot's going to hit, like that little that grid thing that they would always put, like where you go, yeah, like aiming your shot. Yeah, yeah, they they changed the UI a little bit, which did take some time to get used to. I I have to admit, I I was hitting some bogeys the the yeah, first couple yeah. of because I hadn't watched Mario and Mario Golf, so I figured like, ah, oh, I got this, and then the like the the meter was hard, vertical, and I had to like use some like whatever spyglass or whatever the hell you use to look ahead like what? yeah yeah if you are a veteran of mario golf there is actually a learning curve here because it's hard to really get accustomed to the changes although my score was seven under par so i guess it wasn't that hard i got there eventually like i the great thing about this is i think it, they made it easily digestible for the handheld experience and so you've got like a lot more quick play options. So you could just jump in and play three holes a- instead of going the full 18. And, and so that's what I did the first couple times. I just played three holes as Donkey Kong, just trying to get the feel of it. And I did pretty terribly, relatively so. Like, uh, I would get bogeys. Uh, I don't think I ever hit double bogey, but, uh, it took me a while to get back into the comfortable groove where I could get consistent birdies um but but then when i expanded expand to 18 holes then yeah i I was getting more comfortable and then i i think i i got around under seven um but or around that area by by the time i actually played a full 18 so you know it, it 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 is uh, different and like I said about Toadstool Tour looming so large in in my consciousness, uh, I was just expecting Toadstool Tour because I just picked it up. I'm like, oh okay, yeah, I know what I'm doing. And then, but yeah, yeah the the UI is different. the The meter is is now vertical, and it 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 is um a bit cumbersome if you are experienced with the series prior to this. But yeah, I mean, uh, I, I have no complaints about the regular golf. Like, even though this isn't obviously what Nintendo is heavily promoting, they're promoting the new modes, um, the, the the other three big modes. I, I think that this is actually the bread and butter of the game. And it's honestly, after the last ye- like year, year and a half we've all had, just playing golf on my, my Switch with Donkey Kong was super relaxing. It was having a calming effect. And I don't know if this contributed to me finally sleeping or, or if it was the Benadryl, but um, I, I do think that uh, it, it, it felt good just to like, Oh, let's, let's see how much under par I can get on this hole. Uh, by the way, I realized we're using golf terminology, like under par and and birdies and if you don't know the rules to golf you probably don't know what the hell we're talking about can we go over this on the uh mario golf the nintendo 64 episode yep it's time david let me play the song I don't know 
So I hope that helped explain everything to you at home. Yeah, but I mean, th- this is why, like, I I really liked golf as a kid compared to basketball because basketball is played indoors. You got like hardwood floors. There's not much visually to look at. Just two like uh, identical hoops facing each other. But golf, you know, you've got a lot of varied landscape granted you know golf courses are terrible for the environment and i know that now but you know do, ignoring all of that you know mario Wait, you golf mean this is a not naturally occurring short grass and sand <laughs> i'm going to pretend that in the mushroom kingdom they have found a way to have ecologically sound golf courses that don't wreck uh the 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 actual surrounding environment nor do they take up so much water usage uh and 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 harm things like uh irrigation erosion and all all the other stuff yeah they they found a way through magic through mushroom magic david uh, mm-hmm. and and congo canopy in toadstool tour Forget. I mean, they they just put a golf course in the in the trees. They didn't even do anything. They just they just added some greens and and they probably just used like a Brady Bunch grass for it. So the 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 Kongs protect nature. It's fine. It's fine in, in this. This is a fantasy. We we can pretend what we want. Uh, but yeah, the, the the courses look great too. Um, you know. Th- this is probably the best looking Mario Golf. I mean, not probably, definitely is the best looking Mario Golf game. I really like how Camelot doesn't go overly cartoony with its depiction of the Mushroom Kingdom. There, I mean, a lot of, I mean, some people might find this to be a fault that the golf courses in this game aren't like, by and large, overly bombastic as far as the like mario mario-esque elements as far as you know like, toadstools and and weird like uh, circular hills and you know it, it, there, there's a and, uh... yeah yeah there, there's a bit of that as, as you progress but there's always this like, sense of realism first and for- foremost that i think helps with the immersion in a lot of ways it's similar to what mario kart Eight actually does with Mario's world and that it, it, it strives for realism before it just descends into just the car- cartoony pasti- pastiches of Mario games of the past. Uh, and Camelot's always done that. I think, you know, some, they will usually allow themselves one indulgence per game. Like, okay, this is the course where we go all in on the Mario stuff. But even then, they still kind of ground it in a way that a lot of Mario sports games don't. But, uh, yeah, I love, like, even the introductory courses are a visual feast in this game. The, the rookie golf course, I mean, just a golf course, but it's still, still pretty to look at. And, and I really like the Bonnie Greens, which is the, um, the non-rookie course that you start with that you we've mostly seen the 
in all of the the pre-release videos but uh it, it's yeah it's it's a nice looking course that looks visually distinct from most of what we've seen in past Mario Golf games um but yeah, uh, I, I think the regular golf, while the least sexy of the new modes, is still the strongest mode. Like, if this was just it, if this is all that Mario Golf Super Rush entailed, it would be disappointing. And you can make the argument that, well, that's basically like Mario Tennis Ultra Smash all over again. But I think that... Wait, um, have you tried playing with uh, motion controls? Where you actually swing the Joy-Con? I have not, actually. I have. It's uh, well, it's hard to like, you, like rather than like align the meter to halfway or whatever, you have to actually like swing it more or less hard. And it's, like, is this what real golf is like? Motion controls never really get the feel of real golf because it's lacking the weight of the actual golf clubs. Ah, anyway, I I played a full eighteen holes and got twenty two over par. <laughs> yeah, I no birdies. I I wouldn't recommend like I haven't even tried it yet because I know I it's not going to be a good experience and, and you know this game has got I think subpar reviews like I haven't really dig dug deep into what others are thinking because I didn't want it to color my perception of it but I I've heard like that that it's it's kind of middle of the road as as far as uh, Mario releases go uh what the critics are thinking but i don't know like uh i i i'm really enjoying most of it and and maybe it's because i'm not dabbling in motion controls and i'm just using buttons maybe that has something to do with it i don't know uh but yeah yeah Re- regular golf i think is, is really like it's still where this game shines and i mean it, it's it's not really any better than it was in Toadstool Tour or even World Tour, but I, I think, you know, it, it's still more substantive. If this was all the game was, uh, it, it's more substantive than the tennis in Mario Tennis, where you kind of need the extra frills in that to really make it stand out. Otherwise, you just have glorified Pong. But with golf, there there is a bit more going on, in my opinion, so... But that's not what people care about. Uh, that's not what Nintendo's been pushing because we've got the the three big modes uh, in in this game: uh, golf adventure, speed golf, and battle golf. And and so golf adventure, uh, of course, is like Mario Tennis Aces, similar mode. Uh, it, it was it's a it's a single player. Uh, adventure uh almost like an rpg experience although not to the same extent that camelot's mario golf for game boy color or advance tour are rpg experiences yeah it's kind of like a compromise right like it's it it's this mode in a game that has the the regular stuff that the console games used to have but you you can go on this um, quest to level up a character, and there are bosses and and all of that, and you know it, it's it's a compromise, but it it's its addition makes it, um, in my opinion, better than the the polished but underwhelming World Tour for the 3DS because World Tour what was a very competent Mario Golf game. 
And that's all it really was. I don't think World Tour really improved on the formula all that much. Uh, it, it was just like, oh, it, it's Mario Golf again. But on the 3DS. On the 3DS. And at the time, there it, it was kind of a bit sad because there had been the precedent in previous generations of the console game it is the the sport uh, that you can, you know, mul- multiplayer or single player, the sport with the Mario twist. And then yeah. the handheld game is, is this insane RPG uh, weird game where with like mostly original characters and, and all of this uh, just convoluted lore and world building. And so, of course, I love that. And the culture that DK Vine cultivates, love that. And then we didn't have it. Then then World Tour came know. out on the 3DS. I guess most people want more Mario in their Mario Golf game, I guess, for some reason. <laughs> for some reason. Whereas I have nightmares that Mario is desecrating my skull. Uh, other people really like him. Go well, figure. But we also have nightmares about the golf guru. Not not in a long time. The golf guru and I have have made up. Um, it, it's now a purely carnal relationship we have. <laughs> but yeah, I, I I would love for the golf guru to come back, and I think that that was what really held World Tour back. I would love to go back and reevaluate World Tour, similar to how I quickly reevaluated Mario Kart Tour. Games with tour in them, I really want to give a second chance. Apparently, because at the time it was we were we were judging Mario Kart or Mar- excuse me, God, see, I'm getting all mixed up. Mario Golf World Tour, we were judging it for what it wasn't, which was uh, a, a handheld RPG counterpart to a bigger console title. And instead, it was like, oh, we're getting this Mario Golf game that that is just regular Mario Golf, but it's for the handheld and we're not getting a second game. This feels somehow like uh, a step back or or something lesser. And, and it was it was a great game and it probably had the best Donkey Kong golf course in any of these games. I mean there's only been two two Donkey Kong golf courses, but it, it had that very faithful Donkey Kong Country Return styled golf course with the the screaming pillars and and like everything in it from from returns and I, you know I I think maybe we were too indifferent about it we weren't really hard on it but we were indifferent about it yeah like uh, I don't know what happened to you know kid who's after you know or you know whoever main character from Advanced Tour was I didn't play much of Advanced Tour. I yeah, like I I loved Advanced Tour, but I mostly remember Advanced Tour because of the fate of the Mario Golf Game Boy Color characters that came back in Advanced Tour, specifically Kid, who suffered a career-ending injury, and and it just it it was weirdly dark and realistic for a Mario Golf game. That hey, remember that remember one of the protagonists from the first Mario Golf RPG? Well. His dreams were shattered. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, I love those characters, David. You, I mean, you and I both love those characters. I, I, you and I, like, you were, you were actually. Well, the Game Boy Color one is like the only one I got like ninety nine percent completion, and I never did finish the Golf Guru's pitch and putt. Oh, but fuck like, the I Golf did, Guru! 
I was able to do everything else, got all the booty badges and everything. Yeah, I uh although uh I, I'm proud to say I beat the golf guru in advanced tour. I, I beat his challenge complete. Although he 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 went by the golf elf in that game. With, with, okay, but he was still a golf guru. You could tell it was still the same same person. Well, World Tour, they replaced him with the Lakitu that basically is the same thing. That that irritates me, though, because the golf guru is a much better character than just Lakitu. And speaking of uh, Mario golf games that replace the humans with Mario enemies. <laughs> yeah, so I want to touch upon this because I, I feel like Golf Adventure, this mode, is going to be colored by our perception because... Aside from me, are you not the longest tenured staffer on DK Vine? Um, yeah, probably. Yeah, you are. You are because you were you were the forum well, probably mod. Even longer because you left for a while. Well, uh, <laughs> hey, hey, now, hey, now. Uh, I never officially resigned my position from the staff. So ah, fair enough. Uh, no, no, no. Wait, what about when you did that web comic? <laughs> hey, now. Uh, okay, there was that brief blip. Uh, in 2001, uh, 2002, excuse me, 2002, that uh, we won't talk about. But okay. So anyway, anyway, we, you and I are are basically of a similar vintage. Hey, like it's I, the I 20th anniversary of Greenporn City coming up. David, I already can't sleep. What are you trying to do to me? Anyway, I can't have this discussion with somebody like Jeff uh, because Jeff won't understand. The joys uh, of Kid and Joe and and, uh, and Plum, Cherry and Azalea. Well, well, Plum, Plum, yeah, and and because uh, I'm also incorporating the N64 cast of of normies here. Um, you know, it, I have to wonder: was there an edict by Nintendo somewhere along the way not to use those characters anymore? Because Camelot really is keeping it to the the extended Mario cast and, and like rando baddies now. Like uh, Charging Chuck is, is in this game, and, and I don't have any problems with Charging Chuck being in this game because I, I know Cameron has brought this up. How yeah, ridiculous! Little, yeah, it's kind of weird that he's not in more of these. No, it, it 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 it's about damn time. And it's ridiculous that the first one he's in is in Mario Golf, of, of all things. But that makes it even funnier in, in, a, in a weird, surreal way to have this uh, Koopa decked out as an American football player. Still decked out as an American football player playing golf. I think that's what makes it so comedic. Uh, it's the same reason I want well, Brash actually Bear. A supporting character in the story mode. They kind of play up how ridiculous it is. It's just like this big guy is playing golf. Yeah, I mean, I mean, it, it is leaned into by Camelot, but it's the same reason I want Brash Bear in any any game because yeah, Donkey Kong Golf, Donkey Kong Golf, right? Uh, but I mean, you 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 want to use your your dumb jock character uh, in in the, this type of game because it makes sense for them to be in this type of game. It's like it, it's the reason I argued that. The, the character Koopa the Quick from Super Mario 64, why isn't he the Koopa in Mario Kart? Why why do they just bring back a generic Koopa Troopa when they just could call him Koopa the Quick from Super Mario 64? I, I, I don't know. Because they don't care about individual characters. They they care about archetypes. I, I, I know, I know, but... Yeah, or, or that one penguin from this sliding race. 
Right. Give him give him a unique name. There's a reason why uh, DKU diehards adore Crunch, and and if if he was called just Crash, I don't think we would have liked him as much. But he's Crunch. He's a unique Kremlin who went through a story arc, and and that's why he's one of our favorite Kremlins. And that goes a long way. But when you just have Koopa Troopa or Paratroopa, then I, I don't I don't know who you are. Are you the same one from the last game? Or are you a different one? You're all interchangeable, and I hate you. Yeah, or maybe the the Koopa Troopa from you know Mario Kart just is one of the uh, dozens of Koopa Troopas that Mario murdered in the later game. Yeah, it, it could be like um, a prestige thing where they're all just like replacing each other. They're like, identical twins. I don't know. I, I it, it it wigs me out. But I like Charlie. I like Sunny. I like Plum. I like Maple. Uh, I, I like Sherry. Azalea. I like all of those characters from the N sixty four game and and the Game Boy Color game and the Game Boy Advance game. And I th- I have to imagine Nintendo just said, "Hey, we want you to keep it to to N- Nintendo characters, to Mario characters. We don't want you to use your weird original normies uh, because." What the fuck are you doing? You're making a Mario game. Stop trying to insert your own creations into it. Nobody cares about Charlie. DK Vine cares about Charlie. But... Uh, <laughs> or B. Costello from Mario Tennis. <laughs> yeah. William Lime. Of course, we did see, I think, Kid. Kid was a spirit in Super Smash Brothers Ultimate. But that's like the extent of it. Uh, so it, it is a shame because I would love something like Golf Adventure to to utilize some of those characters. You 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 could do that. You could put them in there, but but Camelot's purposely not hey, doing it. You know the Dune Club Caddy Master got transferred over. <laughs> yeah, so I, I I have a feeling this is one of Nintendo's weird edicts. Laying down the law here. Golf Golf Adventure is a fine mode, but it's no replacement for those RPG games. But to to have a replacement for those RPG games would require an entirely new game. So I'm not really judging it on those merits. I mean, this is this is serviceable. I'm glad it's there. Um, it, it's it's something at least. It really beefs up the game. Uh, I I haven't really gotten yeah, it's far in just it. like you know. It's a good single player mode, better than just you know having a single player play around with golf and that's it. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I think it's it it's very similar to Mario Tennis Aces mode. It's good good to have, uh, fun to play, but uh, it it still is no replacement for those RPG classics on the handhelds of your. Uh, so uh, take take that what you will. Uh, but I, I I do appreciate the Camelot you know, was was thinking, you know, how do we make this the ultimate Mario Golf game? Well, we need to have a little bit of of those handheld games in here. So we will have a, a mode that's sort of an RPG mode where you level up, but it's also kind of structured more like an adventure game. Uh, so anyway, uh, I, I, I am looking forward to getting further into it, but I'm also, I'm like multitasking right now, David. Like I'm, I'm playing Mario... Uh, plus rabbit's kingdom battle and so like i i've i've been literally like switching out my my game cards for the past 48 hours playing both back 
back and forth. Um, so it's I, I really feel like I can't devote my full attention to golf adventure yet. And of course, I still have to unlock Maple and Mario Golf for the N64. Best of luck to you, because Maple is a damn fine time to be had. Uh, I, I'm just kidding. I've never actually played as her. I've only played as Donkey Kong in that game once I finally unlocked him. I played as Baby Mario, and then Joe, and then Donkey Kong. Yeah, I, I, no, I think it was Charlie, Wario, Donkey Kong. I think that is the progression I went through. <laughs> Yeah, I definitely started as Charlie because I was like, well, I don't want to play as Baby Mario. Uh, so I guess I want to pick this new character, Charlie. Well, I probably talked about it in that episode, but I just played Ring Shot before I played anything else just so I could unlock Donkey Kong. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so Speed Golf. Let, let's let's talk about Speed because I feel like Speed Golf is the other big sell. Uh, out of these three modes, Speed Golf is what they've spent a lot of time on on the videos, uh, like hyping the game. And so I, w- I was picturing speed golf to be this like madcap kind of like, oh, my God, it's going to be complete chaos because uh, kinetic and, and, and full of energy and, and frantic. And speed golf is fun. I, I, I've had fun playing it, but it's disappointing. And, and I think this is just based purely on my expectations of what it would be. Speed golf is disappointingly halting in a lot of ways. Uh, I, I was expecting more chaos. I was expecting it to be more fluid in, in how it would play. But the thing is, and I should have realized this, whenever you reach your ball in speed golf, everything kind of stops. It slows down and you enter the usual screen uh, to, to stop and take a swing. And that makes sense, considering this is, you know, the same game that has the regular golf. It's the same engine. Uh, and you wouldn't really want to change the mechanics or gameplay too much from the normal mode. But it's not the complete anarchy I was imagining when Speed Golf was pitched to me. Because I, I was I was picturing something where you would never stop running. You would get up to your ball and you would be able to just swing chaotically but you actually stop you you, everything stops you you have to look at your meter you have to judge this all right all right right, i'm this far away from the hole all right i'm gonna swing it this much Uh, and and then and then it's it's basically a regular golf only you have to run up to the ball every time yeah it's it's regular golf but it doesn't do all of the the boring walking for you (laughs) so and, and I mean, th- there's more to it than that because, you know, y- you you can either you, you choose going into it. Do you want to win by score or do you want to win by time? And and going by time makes it very different because then it is really like, how fast can I sink this ball into the hole? But even there, it's disappointing because it's it's not like this continuous time thing. Uh, you 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 sink your ball and then everything stops and then you start the next hole together and there are like punishments if you finish last uh you you have to like take a time penalty before you can uh tee off again but it's it's not as like fluid as i was imagining it would be and that's my only complaint about it it's still a fun mode it's just not as um, 
it's not as kinetic as I was imagining it would be. It's still very stop and start, stop and start, stop and start. Except you, you, you walk, you, or you run and you can do like these moves while you're running yeah. that, that like knock other players back if you run into them. But yeah, like Donkey Kong, like jump around and towards yeah, the ball. And you're playing. He actually does. With, he actually like, rolls. He does. He does his. Uh, he does his roll. So it, it's nice to see some familiar movements in there. But um, it's called the DK Dash, by the way. DK Dash. Everything is branded DK Dash. Also, DK's special shot in the game is called the Burly Strike. Burly Strike, which I don't really know. Uh, I mean, none, none, none of the characters really have something because that's it's a really strike, and it's you know burly because I don't know gorilla hits things hard yeah so for example like other characters like pauline uh her special her special power move when she swings her club is called the diva uh is going to that's the songbird stinger and her dash move is called the diva dash so they're all kind of like oh yeah yeah pauline sings in super mario odyssey so we're gonna we're gonna play off that but uh charge and chuck his special shot is the scrimmage stinger and his special dash is the end zone dash. So none none of them are really that clever, but it, it's a shame that it's like Donkey Kong. You know, I mean, barrels and bananas. You you could draw from one of those if you want something alliterative, but though it's just burly strike, burly strike. But anyway, um, yeah. I mean, what what do you think about speed golf? Because I, um, I, I was a little disappointed at first. I, I think I will come back to the mode and appreciate it for what it is. I mean, it, it's fine. I mean, I won't play it, mind playing it whenever it shows up in the story mode, but, yeah, you know, it's fine. Yeah, I, I think my expectations for Speed Golf are more in line with what they did with Battle Golf. Well, the story mode actually has another mode, uh called cross-country golf where they just like throw a bunch of flags on the course and then you could just you sink a ball uh ball into a hole and then you just tee off from that hole and uh yeah then battle golf kind of builds on that yeah battle golf is the mode i think more than speed golf that is really trying to capture that mario kart magic because you even have dash panels in in battle golf battle golf takes place in an arena it's not on a golf course it is in this like enclosed um coliseum that uh you've you've got dash panels you've got items uh bananas you know, uh, banana peels, you know, it, it, it's, it's basically Mario Kart, uh, but, but apply to Mario Golf. And it, and it is chaotic and I'm, I'm terrible at it. I, 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 I'm like, oh my God, this too much is happening. Uh, cause, cause you, you have to like hit your ball towards a flag and then you, you capture the flag and, and, but it, it's still halting. Because you have to stop, and then and then the screen changes, and then you're you're on your shot screen, and then and then you have you to take your stop shot, and then get hit by a chain chomp, and then yeah, once your yeah. bombs fall, yeah, yeah, it's almost like golf as a sport isn't really made for chaos. 
but I appreciate them trying to be like, because they, they've done it with Mario Tennis, and arguably they did it first with Mario Tennis. Mario Tennis um, for the GameCube, that that really, like, beefed up that, like, because Mario Tennis for the N64 was kind of basic. It was just tennis with Mario, and you had a couple modes to, like, gussy it up. Uh, it was it was a fine game, but it I I think it it pales compared to Mario Golf for the N sixty four. But Mario Tennis uh was it was it Power well, Fuck what was it called Mario Mario Tennis Power Shot Mario Oh Something, my god! Hang on, I think I have it on shelf somewhere. Let's see. Mario <laughs> Mario Power Tennis Power Tennis Yeah, I I just looked. And at then my the shelf Game Boy too. one was called Mario Tennis Power Tour Power Tour, and then Ultra Smash for the Wii U. Um. And then aces for the, for the switch, but yeah, it, it's uh, I I think they really got the formula right with uh, power tennis uh, in a way that I I probably appealed to the masses more than Total Tour did, uh, and they were able to get some of that Mario Kart magic into that. And I think Battle Golf is probably the closest Mario Golf has come. To hitting the highs of Mario Kart, I still don't think it's there. Really, I, I think golf, by its nature, you just can't get too chaotic. And, and maybe you could, especially with speed golf. But you, you've you've almost got to have a completely different engine or a completely different style of gameplay to really allow just running around and and wildly swinging your club and 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 hoping like. It, it it will get you to where you need to be. Uh, I, I think golf is just too measured to really have the same level of chaos. And when you introduce that chaos, it kind of makes it a mess just a bit. Uh, I, I am I am hoping that battle golf will grow me over time. Speed golf is has almost done so. Battle golf though, oh my god, I I I'm terrible at it. And maybe I will get better through practice and experience but right now yeah. I'm, I'm like oh i don't really want to pick this up anymore when the other modes are far more enticing yeah um i think i like to better because um they there's an option to like tone down the stuff that happens and yeah yeah played around with that and i think better. i need to do that because i went all in i was like i want the full experience for my first impressions for the conversation. And I, I just was like Donkey Kong was just getting like flung around constantly. And, and before I knew it, Pauline had captured all the flags and I, and I felt demoralized. And at least they tried on like Lee Trevino's fighting golf, which doesn't even have any fighting. It doesn't have any fighting golf. And as, as someone who was the proud owner of Lee Trevino's fighting golf, uh, I, I was expecting com- a complete well, bloodbath. Like, the Japanese version was like better translated as like you know competitive golf or something like that. <laughs> right. Somehow it came out as fighting golf. Still, it's one of the most memorable titles because even if you don't own it, once you hear Lee, Lee Trevino's fighting golf, you will never forget that title. It sticks with you. Sticks with you like Mario's tongue in your eye socket. Let me tell you. So we are the conversation, and so we are all, always going to judge one of these games based on Donkey Kong's portrayal, uh, probably more than any other mode. Um, so once again, I would say Camelot has done a great job of taking 
Donkey Kong and bringing him to life in a way that's respectful, in a way that feels tonally accurate for the character. Because, you know, Donkey Kong, he, he can be portrayed as this um, gentle gorilla who who is laid back, or he can be tr- portrayed as this frenetic, insanity-inducing, toothy-grin jackass who is, is, like, hyped up on red bull and adderall um and and camelot has really limited said toothy grin in this game they they really mostly i mean you still see his teeth i have no problem with donkey kong showing his teeth every now and then it's when he has the permanent rictus grin on, on his face like in mario kart ds that that it's too much but here i mean he's mostly seen with a gummy smile a la rare like, think to the Super Smash Brothers Ultimate Best Friends trailer. After Banjo-Kazooie reveal themselves, Donkey Kong just has this gummy smile on his face. He's not baring his teeth. And that's usually how Donkey Kong is portrayed in this game. Um, I, I like his model. I, I like his look. I like his demeanor in the game. It, 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 it's good. Right? Right. Yeah, I grab a Facial expressions just feel seems a little, I don't know, odd. I mean, in a way that it's kind of hard to play in an audio show. I I think part of it is that the the gummy smile, it's it's still weird to see it in Donkey Kong's current model because he's got the bigger um, chin. He's got like um he's got like a. I don't know, a bulge that wasn't there in the rare era. Like it, it's mm. um not not like neck flab, but th- there is definitely a a protrudence that that gives him a fuller face that wasn't there before. So it, it's weird to me to see the gummy smile because we haven't seen it all that much up until like the last couple of years. Uh, so it's still odd for me to see him without the toothy grin. We've become so accustomed to the toothy grin that when you don't see it, it and I don't know, he, I mean, also his, uh, his in-game fur isn't, isn't that, um, polished compared to like something like Tropical Freeze like Tropical, or even, yeah, or no, even uh, Mario shenanigans. Kart. Yeah, it, it, it's kind of like that. It's more like the faux. 90s. Yeah, it it's faux fur. It it's not the the actual rendered fur that were that we've seen in in certain titles. So I think that kind of makes it look a little off. But, but you know, I'm not going to judge the, the game or Donkey Kong's appearance in it based on that. He, he still looks acceptable to me, and I would take this over some of the more like extreme portrayals of him over the years, even recent years. Even though I just criticized the fur, I do like one cosmetic element of it. When it rains, it it looks like Donkey Kong's fur actually gets wet. Like it it it's maybe not completely matted down because it it's not like actually textured to to have that effect. But Donkey Kong is is actually soaking wet in the rain. And, and that I was like, whoa, like how many times have we actually seen a wet Donkey Kong? Uh, 
like at most they will pay lip service to it sometimes when he gets out of water and he'll like drip for uh, a half a second but but this is like one of the few times if any that i recall seeing wet donkey kong so if you want to see wet donkey kong and you're like man i wish a game would just give me just a, 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 a dripping donkey kong for for minutes on end you you have to buy mario golf super rush because uh Wow! Yeah, every time it rains, he he is just uh, he is just drenched, drenched. Even uh, I'd love for this to be an effect in the new Donkey Kong game. Actually, uh, having the Kongs much more rendered fur be soaked uh, when it rains, or or when they're jumping out of lakes or rivers or the ocean. Like uh, I, I I realize now. Whoa! What's been missing from my life? Wet Donkey Kong. Thank you, Camelot. Also, and and I I don't know if if this is accurate or if I just completely spaced out on it. So, uh, Takashi Nagasako, who does Donkey Kong's voice uh, post Grand Kirkhope, is this the first time he's ever done the okay for Donkey Kong? He doesn't do it in the in the exact cadence that Grant Kirkhope has done it but not sure either but i i like when you select donkey kong one of one of the voice clips he gives out he actually says okay oh and i'm doing it more grant kirkup style this is a much more muted okay it's like okay okay but he says okay which is one of donkey kong's most distinctive audio clips from the past it's literally the first thing we hear him say ever yeah yeah Or, but you know, in terms of actual words, yeah, it really stood out to me because you know, again, we haven't heard Donkey Kong use human language in so long, at least in in audio, that I was like, whoa, he said okay, he said the thing, he did it. Uh, it was really cool to see uh, Donkey Kong's current voice actor actually use like the the iconic line. Um, and and I was like, whoa. Uh, so so I don't know that 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 bodes well for me in in my opinion. If if they're like going back and like repurposing the old Kirkhope uh, lines, uh, as far as like Donkey Kong's future goes, I'm not saying like, oh wow, this 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 is clearly a clue that the next Donkey Kong game is going to be a 3D adventure. No, I'm not. I'm not going down that rabbit hole. But. Um, it's cool. It's 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 cool. It, it's I'm I'm glad to have it back. I'm glad that he's he's speaking human languages again. That's no, all. It, it's going to be the next Donkey Kong game. It's going to involve a wet Donkey Kong. Saying yeah, okay. wet Donkey Kong. Yeah, just, just okay. We know that much so far. Now, admittedly, Super Rush is very light on Donkey Kong content right now. Uh, there are no Donkey Kong courses in the launch uh, base game, or there there are no other characters like Diddy. But presumably Diddy is coming. We know DLC is coming. He he came later with Mario Tennis Aces, and this is Camelot. They love Diddy. They they use Diddy all the time. 
So, you know, I, I'm not fretting it, but uh, we, we know a new Donk City course is coming too, which, you know, that would be a shame if that's the extent of quote unquote Donkey Kong courses and, and we don't get something, you know, set on Donkey Kong Island. But, you know, I, I, I think that I don't necessarily need like all, all, a, a huge Donkey Kong course to make a Mario Golf game fun. I enjoyed the N64 game, even though it had no courses set on Donkey Kong Island. It would be nice, but honestly, so long as Diddy gets in through DLC, I won't complain. And and even the roster, like the, the, the base roster of the game, even if Donkey Kong is the only Donkey Kong character in the game... Uh, at least they they have an interesting roster that isn't filled with baby characters or Koopalines, uh, like the, the rubbish characters in Mario Kart Tour, and, and even the like. Well, it's for you, say I've I've I, I want to play Pink Gold Peach. Yeah, I'm sorry, David. I'm I'm Mario sorry. Mario Sports Superstars had Pink Gold Peach. <laughs> they also had ponies, and there are no ponies in this game that I can see. There are sheep. There 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 are sheep. Uh, your ball can hit, but uh, no ponies. Yeah, Charge and Chuck is the only... Charge and Chuck and Boo are the only real drones uh, in the game. Um, like, the, the Koopa Troopa is in it. I mean, there, there, there are spectators in the game. There, there are Koopas and Shy Guys and Goombas who, who watch from the sidelines, but uh, Charge and Chuck and, and Boo are it as far as drones go. I mean, arguably Toad, but there is a, there is a singular Toad as well as in a singular Yoshi. So, I mean, when, when you look at who they picked for the drone characters, Charge and Chuck, I can't be mad with Camelot for this roster. This, this is a good roster, even if it is lacking a little bit. Um, but I will complain about one thing and that is that Camelot did not give Donkey Kong a fancy golfing outfit like they gave Mario and of course infamously it's already a meme Wario and Waluigi and Pauline got one not all the characters got one but it seems like yeah, the characters Yoshi's that didn't still get completely one. naked Yoshi is completely naked so is Boo. Boo Boo is completely naked King Bob-omb just has a crown yeah, I, King Bomb, Bob Bomb, you know, it's just his usual self. Charge and Chuck is, is wearing his American footballer, uh, uniform. But I mean, you would kill the joke if you put Charge and Chuck in, in uh, golfing clothes. So it's a shame. It's like, why didn't you put Donkey Kong in some sort of ridiculous polo or something? Cause it would be funny if Donkey Kong was, you know, wearing a polo, but no pants, right? Um, the only, the only thing I could think of is they couldn't figure out how to make it work with the the required necktie they would he would have. But I mean, Vicarious Visions put the necktie over his evil Knievel jumpsuit in in Skylanders, so it's not like there's not precedent to get absurd with it. You you, you can get absurd with it. I mean, no, they I didn't put, give Toad a hat over his hat thing. Well, that's not a, that's his head. David, that's not a hat. I mean, let's... Is it, though? It is. If, if you cut into Toad's head, uh, you would you you would get um, a lot of blood, well, and, and you'd, have to saw, you'd have to saw through the entire thing to get it off, so... But yeah, I mean, aside aside from the, the base game lack of Donkey Kong content, um, 
I, I, I like Don Kong's portrayal in the game. He says, okay. So honestly, that was enough to sell me. So wrapping up our first impressions, would you recommend Mario Golf Super Rush? Um, yeah, I guess if you haven't, or, you know, if you need a joke Mario Golf and but want to play a Mario Golf game on consoles, you actually uh, still play. Yeah, I mean that that's that's the thing. Like, how many of us still have our GameCube hooked up and, and we just oh I'm I'm gonna, I'm gonna play Toadstool Tour. Um, if you don't like golf, I'm not really sure if this game will will speak to you. Um, and, you know, I mean it's not like I like golf really in in the modern day. I I have nostalgic appeal for video game golf. And those brief two years where I would play on public courses. Um, but like, it, it's not like it's something I've kept up with or have any interest in. And I, I don't really like the culture of it anymore. But I, I have, I have great nostalgia for video game golf and particularly Mario golf. So I don't know. Uh, I like miniature golf. I love miniature golf. Uh, miniature golf to me is the purest form of golf because it is putting golf in a fantasy setting. I'd probably like real golf. It was more like miniature golf, but on a bigger scale. Yeah, exactly. And it's it's weird there are not more miniature golf golf games. You would you would think like how how are you going to make Mario Golf appealing to the masses? Have a more robust mini golf mode, but they they only really did that a little bit in the early iterations. Or you know, just a flat course that's shaped like a ladder. Yeah, I, I guess I guess real golf is more exciting in a video game form, whereas um, uh, in in uh, in real life, miniature golf, at least to me, at least to my my childlike brain, miniature golf is the more exciting of the two. I don't know, I I. I, I find that, you know, even if you do not know the rules to golf, uh, Mario Golf can be a relaxing experience. Like I said, after after the, the pandemic year we, we had, uh, it was actually really soothing to play a golf game on my Switch, especially with Donkey Kong. Um, the, the, the game looks great. The, the environments will pull you in. Uh, I think like Mario Tennis Aces, it's a worthwhile addition to your Switch library even if you're not really a, a fan of tennis or in this case golf uh i i think even though it's cr- more lacking in donkey kong content it still feels like a more robust experience than world tour was and it's probably the best all-around mario golf game since toadstool tour well it's still out of like two games okay okay but still still I, I, I'm, I'm trying, I'm trying to talk it up. Uh, so yeah, even though there, there hasn't been much in a way of actual full-fledged Mario Golf games since Toadstool Tour, I would still say might edge out Toadstool Tour, uh, especially with the new modes. Even though they are flawed, they still add a lot of variety to it that even Toadstool Tour didn't have. Unlike. Um, the many millennials and and Gen Zers, uh, I I will never have an affection for Space Jam, but I have a lot of affection for Mario Golf, and at least if we have to get a Space Jam sequel this year, 
Uh, I'm glad we also get the return of a proper Mario Golf game for the first time in years. Yeah, so if only I could go back in time to the cynical and jaded me of the 1990s and warn myself of Space Jam's enduring cultural legacy. Although if I did go back in time, I would probably have to say something to my history teacher about how Michael Jordan would unretire two years later. This has been a File 2 production. Terrico.